What's up everybody, GenX Divinet Investor here. In this video I tell you which companies are within three years of becoming prestigious dividend kings. So if you're one of those smart people that are investing in quality dividend stocks, then please hit the thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. And Happy New Year! I hope you have an awesome 2023. I recommend you watch this entire video as I'm going to share some companies that I bet you've never heard of before, because I know I learned some new ones when I did my research. Okay, a dividend king is an extremely rare company that has paid out and increased their dividend for at least 50 consecutive years, i.e. since the 1970s or even earlier. Think about how amazing that is. We've had multiple wars, recessions, inflation swings, market crashes, black swan events like 9-11 or the current worldwide pandemic, and yet a small handful of companies have weathered all those storms and were strong enough to be able to keep paying out more to their shareholders in the form of increasing dividend payments. And that robustness is why Dividend Kings can command a premium price in the market by people who value dependable companies in cash flow. That's why knowing which stocks are probably going to become Dividend Kings can be valuable. I mean, some people just Google Dividend Kings or Dividend Aristocrats and then invest that way. Of course, some Dividend Kings have relatively low growth since they've been around for so long, so as always, you need to invest as it makes sense for your goals and risk tolerances and such. Also, it's important to recognize that just because a company's paid and increased their dividend for five plus decades does not guarantee that they'll continue to do so, but it is probable that their management teams will do their best to keep their streak going. What really matters is where the company is going, not where it's been. Where you think a company is headed should be what you're mostly focused on. Anyways, I calculate that there are currently 49 dividend kings in the world, and I put them in a spreadsheet that I'll attach to this video. If you know of any updates I should make, then please tell me, including sharing your resources, so I can verify. Thus, what I say or show in this video may be slightly different than what the more accurate spreadsheet has, and even it might not be perfect. And note, you can make a copy of the spreadsheet by clicking File, then Make a Copy, but realize you are making a copy at a point in time, and it may have done updates since you made your copy. Some dividend kings are traded over the counter, such as Farmers and Merchants Bank Corp, ticker FMCB, along with Computer Services, ticker CSVI. Over the counter or OTC securities are stocks that aren't listed on a major exchange and instead are traded via a broker dealer network usually because they are smaller companies and do not meet the requirements to be listed on a formal exchange, which is also why I tend not to invest in them, not to mention they often have way lower trading volume, which leads to other issues I don't like. Anyways, 8 of the 26 stocks in my dividend portfolio are kings, including Colgate-Palmolive, Kimberly-Clark, Coca-Cola, Altria, Pepsi, Procter & Gamble, AbbVie, and Johnson & Johnson. Now one of my favorite companies that I'm long in that is nearing that elite 50 years is none other than McDonald's, which is at an amazing 46 consecutive years of dividend increases. That means McDonald's started paying dividends in 1976, and each year since then they have paid out more in dividends per share. Truly amazing. Most of us in the dividend community were surprised when McDonald's increased their dividend by 10% recently. In fact, I ran a poll on my Twitter about a month before McDonald's announced their dividend increase, and only 1.1% of the respondents guessed that they would increase their dividend by 9% or more. About 39% thought that they would increase it by less than 3%, and 46% guessed that they would increase it in the 3% to 6% range. I don't get to vote on my Twitter polls, but I probably would have gone with the 6-9% option. McDonald's press release said that their dividend increase of 10% reflected their confidence in their growth strategy, along with their continued focus on driving long-term profitable growth for all stakeholders. They said that they were committed to returning all free cash flow to shareholders over time through a combination of dividends and share repurchases. McDonald's has been a favorite company of mine since I was a kid, and now as an adult I'm proud that I can call myself an owner in the company. I do wonder if their growth prospects are limited, given it seems like there aren't too many more places they could build a new McDonald's at, though more growth could come from price hikes and new food and drink innovations, as well as from automation and acquisitions and such. 
In fact, a few days ago, McDonald's announced a new highly automated restaurant that they're trying out in Texas. It has a variety of new innovations, like a brand new way to pick up your order and they call it Order Ahead Lane. The Order Ahead Lane is a separate drive through lane where customers receive their orders via a food and beverage conveyor. It's a great option for customers who want to place their order ahead of arrival through the McDonald's app and then skip the traditional drive through lane and be able to receive their food quickly and conveniently. Not only that, but the inside of the restaurant is a lot smaller because it's geared towards customers who want to dine at home or on the go. What you do see inside the restaurant are ordering kiosks and pickup shelves, and outside there are more parking spaces for curbside order pickup, as well as more spaces for delivery drivers like Uber Eats folks. A smaller physical footprint for the restaurant becomes a nice cost-saving aspect for real estate charges and cleaning charges and such. Plus, they have a new technology that allows the food orders to be automatically prepared as customers get within a certain distance from the restaurant, and they have a variety of other innovations in store. Now, of course, some folks on social media freaked out because they thought that would lead to job losses, and others on social media got excited because it means faster and more accurate orders. Anyways, nothing is ever totally black and white, or totally good and bad, and only a Sith deals in absolutes. Okay, so now let's first go over the companies that are three years from becoming dividend kings, aka the ones that have increased their dividend for 47 consecutive years, and then we'll go over the companies at 48 years and finally 49 years. I found three companies at the 47 year mark, and I got some of this data from a website called Sure Dividend, so I'll include a link to them in the description below. The first company I'll call out is a well-known one in Walgreens Boots Alliance, ticker WBA, a consumer staples drug retail company. Their U.S. retail pharmacy segment sells prescription drugs and an assortment of retail products. Walgreens Boots Alliance and its predecessor company have paid a dividend for more than 89 years, with the last 47 having been consecutively increased. This year they only did a tiny 0.5% hike, so that kind of sucks, but it's better than a cut. Walgreens is struggling to find good growth, so are expanding to offer new healthcare services. I calculated that the price is low today, i.e. I think the price is cheap. However, that doesn't mean you should invest in it. I'm just sharing a quick snapshot of it, and then you always need to dive into things like financial trends, expected growth scenarios, competitors, management team, its strategies, etc. WBA has around a 5% yield, which is huge in this environment, but also should be a clue that its stock has probably taken a beating, thus you should dig into understanding why. And then determine if you see them as an awesome turnaround play, or do you see them more like a steady eddy, or are they something else? WBA has a nice low 38% payout ratio, and a mediocre 4.3% 5-year dividend CAGR. Okay, the next company that is within 3 years of potentially becoming a dividend king is RLI Core, ticker RLI, a lesser-known company that underwrites property and casualty insurance in the United States and internationally. I'd actually never heard of them until I saw this listed on Sure Dividend. I calculate that the price of RLI is high today, and they have a very low 0.78% yield, a nice low 22% payout ratio, and a mediocre 4.4% dividend CAGR. At first that yield seems super low, and it is, but then I found out that RLI does special dividends. And that made me realize that a company could just pay out a super low yield and then slightly increase it each year in order to make the aristocrat or kings list, and then pay out special dividends to get more money out to their shareholders. That way they should be able to easily pay out a dividend as well as increase it, and they retain the ability to be flexible with either reinvesting in their business or paying out a special dividend or whatever. I personally prefer larger consistent payouts and rare special dividends, but it was neat to see them do this. Special dividends don't count as part of the methodology that is used to determine a dividend aristocrat, which is good otherwise people would never do it. Anyways, their current dividend is only $0.26 cents a share a quarter, but last month they did a monstrous special dividend of $7 a share. That is freaking huge! Imagine getting a one-off dividend that was 27 times your normal quarterly payout. Wow. I mean, like Altria pays me $3,481 a quarter, so imagine if they instead paid me $94,000 one quarter. Crazy. 
It's a good example of how glancing at a metric like dividend yield might not tell you enough to know about how much they actually yield. Moving on, another company that is just three years away from potentially becoming a dividend king is Archer Daniels Midland, ticker ADM, a consumer staples agricultural products company. I calculated that ADM's price is okay, not cheap and not expensive, at least relative to what I feel they're worth. Remember, a stock can be at its all-time high and I can still think it's cheap, or it can be at a five-year low and I can consider it expensive. They have a low 1.69% yield, a nice 21% payout ratio, and a mediocre 4.6% dividend CAGR. And the last company that is potentially three years away from becoming a king is one I found out about from EuropeanDGI.com, who tracks dividend stocks in Europe. I'll include a link to his site in the description below. The company I'm talking about is Air Liquide from France, and its ticker is AIQUY on OTC Markets, or ticker AI on France's Euronext Paris Exchange, and it looks expensive to me right now. It's the second largest supplier of industrial gases by revenues in the world, and has operations in over 80 countries. And a neat trivia bite, in 1943, French naval officer Jacques Cousteau and air liquide engineer Emile Gagnon created and patented what would be called the Aqualung, aka an underwater breathing device. I remember being a kid and watching Jacques Cousteau on TV. Air liquide has a low 1.95% yield and a 5% dividend CAGR. Okay, now let's move on to companies that are two years away from potentially becoming a dividend king. The first is United Bank Shares, ticker UBSI, a community and mortgage banking company which I calculate is at an okay price. They have a nice 3.56% yield, a 52% payout ratio, and a very low 1.6% five-year dividend CAGR. The bears might fear owning financials like UBSI in a super tough economic environment, but the bulls might say deposits are good, loans are growing, and higher interest rates will help their earnings. Moving on, we come to Telephone and Data Systems, ticker TDS, a communication services company. They are what I'd call an old-school telecom company, and their subsidiary is the fifth largest wireless provider in the U.S. But they do have an amazing streak of dividend increases. It has a ridiculous 6.8% yield and a low 3% five-year dividend CAGR, but I personally am not compelled enough by the business model to risk the nice yield. The company doesn't have compelling growth strategies that I could find, and it has a low return on capital coupled with high capex, and it's tough to compete against the big boys like AT&T, Verizon, and such. Okay, let's keep on moving. The next company at 48 consecutive years is Con Ed, a utility company that services New York and parts of New Jersey, and which I calculate is expensive right now. A lot of people have been flocking to safety stocks like utilities in this tough environment. Side note, Con Ed is actually one of the first utilities I ever bought, but later I decided that I like Southern Company and Duke a bit more and consolidated into them. ED is a nice 3.3% yield, a nice 66% payout ratio, and a low 2.7% five-year dividend CAGR. Con Ed is one of the cleanest and greenest energy providers in the U.S., with the majority of its assets coming from a renewable energy like solar and, get this, from steam. Neat. Okay, moving on. The last of the companies that are only two short years away from potentially becoming a dividend king is a well-known company in automatic data processing, ticker ADP, a tech financials company that I calculate is expensive right now. ADP has a relatively low 2.08% yield, a nice 58% payout ratio, and an awesome 13.3% five-year dividend CAGR. Remember, you normally see low yields coupled with high CAGRs and high yields coupled with low CAGRs. The unicorns that are high-high are rare. AbbVie is one of them, which I'm long in, but I doubt they'll be able to continue staying high-high for very long. Okay, now let's move on to the final four companies in this video, all of which are at 49 consecutive years of dividend increases. The first is a well-known company in Walmart, and there's the dividend hike announcement they did in February, so we might just be a month away from them hitting king status if they do their next increase a month or so from now. Their CFO said, We're proud of our track record of returning meaningful cash to shareholders and are pleased to be increasing our annual dividend for the 49th consecutive year. Nice. I love it when company executives explicitly state that they're proud of returning cash to shareholders. 
Walmart is expensive by my calculations, and they have a low 1.56% yield, a nice 37% payout ratio, and have a low 1.9% five-year dividend CAGR. A few months ago, management lowered guidance due to excess inventories, and that riled some folks, but man, Walmart is such a powerhouse. Okay, the second of four companies at the 49-year mark of consecutively paying dividends is SP Global, ticker SPGI, a 160-year-old financials company that provides credit ratings, analytics data, and solutions to global capital markets. They are the company that creates and manages the methodology for things like the dividend aristocrat list. SPGI has paid out a dividend for each year since 1937 and is one of fewer than 25 companies in the SP500 that has increased its dividend annually for at least the last 49 years. Impressive. It would be nice to find SPGI on sale, but right now I calculate that they're expensive. SP Global has a very low 1.02% yield, a great 28% payout ratio, and a nice 15.2% five-year dividend CAGR. Okay, moving on, the third of four companies at 49 years is a less well-known company in RPM International, ticker RPM, a materials company that offers waterproofing, sealants, coatings, and a slew of other specialty chemicals. I calculate that they're expensive right now. They have a low 1.68% yield, a nice 39% payout ratio, and an okay 5.8% dividend CAGR. And now the last company that's almost a dividend king is a Canadian utility company called Fortis, ticker FTS. They operate in Canada, the US, and the Caribbean. Here's the announcement they made in September when they hiked and got to their 49th consecutive year. Amazing. Fortis has a nice 4.13% yield, a 75% payout ratio, and a decent 5-year dividend CAGR of 6%. 6% is pretty nice for a conservative dividend stock. Okay, that was the last one of the companies I could find that are within 3 years of potentially donning the Elite Dividend King mantle. But now I'll tell you some companies that are slightly further out. At 46 years is Carlisle Companies, and then at 45 years we have 5 companies in Clorox, Medtronic, First of Long Island Corps, MGR Energy, and Pentair. At 44 years is Sherwin-Williams. At 43 years is Franklin Resources. At 42 years is Community Trust Bancor and Halma, a British company. At 41 years is Aflac, Old Republic International Corps. And finally at 40 years we have Air Products and Chemicals, Syntis Corps, Sonico Products, and ExxonMobil, one I'm long in. So there you have it. All the companies I could find that are well on their way to becoming dividend kings. And now I'd like to shout out my newest Patreon aristocrats who have signed up since my last video. Note I normally use your Discord name, or your first name and last initial when I do these shoutouts, but feel free to message me if you'd like me to use your full name or whatever. So thank yous go out to Big King Killer, Miguel Ruiz M, Sheraya, Pock, T03JDR, Joyboy, and Love to Skim D, who signed back up. I'd also like to thank John K, who signed up for an entire year, so he gets a 10% discount. And finally, I'd like to thank B Henderson 43882, who grabbed a recently opened Patreon King slot I had, and he signed up for an entire year to get the 10% discount. So I'm sorry my Patreon King slots are now currently sold out, but if you refresh my page on Patreon.com every so often, one will eventually open up. Aristocrats gain access to my Dividend Portfolio Tracker Spreadsheet, which I use in lots of my videos, and they get special access to various private channels on my Discord, including one which lets you watch my videos before I release them publicly on YouTube, as well as to vote on which thumbnails I should use, and of course you get more direct access to me. They also get a shoutout as you just heard, and I add them to my scrolling news ticker on my videos. Kings get everything Aristocrats get, plus we can do a monthly 30 minute private voice chat to talk about whatever you want. Finally, I urge everyone to join my free Dividend Discord chat server, which has thousands of dividend investors on it from around the world. Regardless of what you do, please hit that thumbs up button, subscribe if you haven't yet, and click that bell notification. Thanks for watching, happy new years, and I'll talk to you again real soon. I am not a financial advisor, and these videos are for entertainment, inspiration, and educational purposes only. Investing of any kind involves risk. I am only sharing my opinion with no guarantee of gains or losses on investments.